0: Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: Are you recording now?
0: It's recording. Uh, Okay, gonna go quick. podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and joining me today is Bill. Hello, Ryan. It's just me and you. Just
1: just the two of us. Mm. We mm. can make it if we try, just two of us yep. for spin off.
0: <laughs> That's right. So, this is our very first spin off episode. Um, are we going to call them spin offs? I've been calling them tie ins. Well, I guess it would be a tie in because it's not. Yeah, it is more of a. Well, what is Brit? I guess it is a spin-off. I guess is it a sh- aren't spin-off Oh god. It's too late for this. Um all right, so uh that's right. We're going to be going over Brit. Um we're gonna, we're going we're Um we're going to be talking all about Brit volume 1. Um there are currently as of now, I mean I don't think there's going to be any others, but there are three volumes of Brit. Um the first one is divided up uh Into three books because when Brent first came out, it was actually um, not just like you know single monthly issues. Um, It was created as a like a book, a larger comic in a way. Um, It it had to
1: have been like a larger comic because it's not like the first trade. The first volume is like a trade paperback. It's like the size of like seven issues or something like that, right?
0: No. No, I mean like the first trade paperback includes all three books, and you can get the books separately. they just look like they just look like thick comics, and that's a real, real, real thick real comics. Thick. Um, but the uh, but Robert Kirkman wrote them all three of them. Uh, Tony Moore actually was the uh, penciler and inker on the first two um, volumes or books. Books, books. Yeah. From now on, we're only talking about the first volume of um, uh, of Brit called Old Soldier. Um, And, uh, so yeah, Tony Moore was the, you know, penciler and inker for books one and two, and Cliff Rathburn was the penciler and inker for book three and the epilogue. And, um, Val Staples, Val Staples did the, uh, coloring. Um, Hmm. wait, so Cliff Rathburn, penciler,
1: inker, so like the main artist, you'd say,
0: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So for Walking Dead issue six on, he was the colorist and the grayscales, for, for Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Interesting. So he wasn't the artist.
0: No, like the, because Charlie Adler. Adler it is. Yeah, Adler, and, and Tony, Tony Moore took on before. Did issue one through six. Six. He did the first. Seven. He did
1: the first no, trade. First seven. Trade, the, first seven yeah. the first seven. Why doesn't Tony? Why does he do that?
0: Why? Because I fucking love Tony Moore is awesome. That's he, one thing. That, that, uh, right off the bat, I love Tony Moore's artwork. Mm-hmm. The first seven issues of Walking Dead, and I mean. You know, he does a really good job. I really like his art Which I think,
1: comparatively, like, the first seven issues of Walking Dead, I feel were better Mm. drawn. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the zombies, like, he does zombies better. But, anyways, yeah, like, I don't know why. Why does he always do that? Why do he always start things?
0: Oh, I don't know. And then, what is he doing now? Do you know? Tony Moore? I honestly don't know. I have seen him do stuff, maybe Spawn or something like that. He's done other... (laughs) Todd McFarlane's been back on Spawn. Has he? For a while. Look, uh, look, up, look him up. Um, but, And I'm really impressed with the coloring, too. Uh, Val Staples, uh, awesome job on the coloring. Um, but a, a little bit about um, Brit and when it came out. Because um, we were unsure at the time, you know, a while ago, about whether or not Brit came out before Invincible. Now, Invincible Issue 1 actually came out in January of 2003, and the first book of volume—I'm uh, sorry, the first book of Brit, um, just titled Brit, uh, came out in July of 2003. So, you know, a good six months after Invincible had come out, um, Brit came out. And so the three books that were in—you that you know, that are in this volume, Brit Volume 1— uh, came out in July of 2003, December of 2003, and then August of 2004. So it's like the first, you know, every six months, they released one of these books, you know, contained in this volume. Um, So, yeah. uh, A little bit more on the dates as we get into them, because there are actually a couple tie-ins with Invincible um, as we... Subtle. Yeah, real so subtle, subtle things. subtle.
1: Super subtle. Like, I didn't even catch them until you just told yeah. me about them. I'm like, holy fuck. That's yeah. like...
0: Really cool too. So that's a really nerdy thing, and a great you know a great reason to have this podcast and actually talk about them. Um, did you did you find anything on Tony Moore?
1: Yeah. So he so first of all to correct ourselves because we have those fact checkers. Uh, he did Walking Dead one through six. Was which it six? The first volume, yeah. But it but I thought it was I thought seven. It was seven.
0: No, I no. Mean, at first we said six, but I don't know. Uh,
1: before that, he did Battle Pope. Oh yeah. Random issues he did one through five, eight, and then ten through thirteen. Um. Most recently he did let's see here, something called the Exterminators. Um in two thousand and eight he did The Goon, uh, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is like a like a noir comic. Yeah, right? The He's got the like hat the well. brown, yeah, like mm-hmm. old English kind of stuff. He did mm-hmm. Ghost Rider, um, just like a three issue arc in two thousand and nine. He did Punisher, Venom in two thousand and twelve, and then Deadpool
0: volume you know, maybe, 1 through
1: 3 dead presidents that, maybe uh, that's
0: what i was thinking instead of spawn it was venom
1: but i'm not even seeing anything after 2013 hmm. like I, I don't know if he's just not very active or if he just does a lot of cover
0: not covers deadpool
1: volume 3
0: i'm pretty sure he's still at uh, conventions though
1: a, a lot of deadpool maybe he's kind of sticking with with deadpool yeah but he's at conventions and stuff
0: interesting all right so we're uh, we're going to tackle this kind of like book by book, you know? So we're going to be starting with the first book within Trey Paperback Volume 1 of Brit.
1: Shall I read the back of it first so we kind of get like a synopsis for those people who don't really know? Do you know what? Of... Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. And I don't even know if I read that. You want to read it? Do you want to read it? No, you read it. Okay, I'll read it. All right. Sex, I'll read it. Yeah. You... Should I read it? Yeah, I just thought it funny that you just go, sex, oh, oh, do you want to read it? Uh, <laughs> sex and violence have never looked so... Old? (laughs) Meet the government's last line of defense when it comes to the really messy parts of keeping the world safe. Brit. He spends his time passing down the wisdom of the ages and giving beatings from the day. When superpowered menaces threaten our soil, send in Brit. When mad dictators take over neighboring countries in order to control their resources, send in Brit. When aliens take over the moon, planning to use it as a staging ground for an all-out invasion bomb it to hell with nuclear missiles (laughs) oh shit nuclear missiles that send in Brit to clean up the leftovers Brit is a one man killing machine indestructible unstoppable and eligible for a senior citizen's discount
0: (laughs) that's great I think that's funny so a little bit about Brit himself um we've talked in the past about his actual powers um, and from what I can tell, we've never gotten definitive, a definitive origin for why he has these abilities. No. Is that correct? Correct. So They, they as, talk about it a
1: little bit in the first volume where like there's the one guy who kind of works on superpowered people to create countermeasures for
0: them. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think they ever really give an explanation, which I kind of like. It just, well,
1: which is why they want to dissect them mm-hmm. to then kind of duplicate yeah. his his ability indestructibleness
0: yeah which is his ability his ability itself in fact is not super strength which we were unsure of for a little bit there um but he is indestructible he has indestructible skin uh, you know he he can't be hurt um but he is not he does not have super strength
1: right in fact upon reading it like upon reading the back of that it says indestructible unstoppable
0: yeah, but saying somebody's unstoppable, I mean, is Invincible Invincible? Well, fuck you,
1: Ryan. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, I think Brit is more Invincible than Invincible is. Right? Uh, Could he get punched by a Voltramite and, and survive it?
0: I don't know. I'd love to see that before the end of it. I would love
1: to see that, too.
0: Wow. Because let's two do, two volts Alan. If yeah. Alan were to squeeze his head, what would happen to Brit? It's a unstoppable object versus no. It's when an, a
1: when an un, when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. Yeah, or reverse it.
0: it. Yeah, it would be that. How come we can't escape the trains? <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're like in my sunroom recording this, uh, and we have a screen wall. And uh, once a night, a train drives by like three miles away, and you can hear it. And there it is. Yeah. There's the choo-choo. All righty. So we're going to jump right into book one of uh, Brit, and it was titled just Brit, self-titled. It starts right up with Mastermind. Now, uh, this guy... Now, I I read this after reading Invincible. I recently read this probably a couple months ago or so. And right off the bat, I'm like, this is awesome. Mastermind is in this. Now, this is a villain from Invincible. Um, I believe he only popped up once, maybe twice. um, But he shows up in the beginning of an issue, and it's just one of those, like, you know, oh, meanwhile, this fight is happening. And um, everybody has to have the certain earpieces in so that he can't mind control you. And... um, You know, there's a crowd of people and they're trying to get the earpieces out of, like, um, Black Samson's ear or, like, Immortal's ear or something. And meanwhile, uh, a rock hits a car right next to Mastermind as he's trying to, like, control all the, all the, uh, the crowd. And, you know, the next panel shows Invincible, you know, hundreds of feet in the air... And he's, like, talking to Cecil with his finger on his ear, and he's, like, saying, oh, oh a little to the left, and he's dropping rocks <laughs> <laughs> to, to try and knock rest. this guy yeah. out. <laughs> and it works. He actually hits the, hits the guy in the head. Meanwhile, um, Shrinking Ray was just almost there to stop him, and it was one of those early issues where, like, sh- Shrinking Ray gets the boot, and it's like, come on, you know? Um, but it was great to see uh, see this character, and it was awesome to see that, like, he actually started in Brit. And... He is completely like, you you see him in a completely different light in this in Invincible. It's just like oh he's controlling a lot of people yeah. like and they don't really do anything. He creates like a a being out of humans, and it's kind of disgusting. Like the the
1: the this was an awesome oh. intro to Brit like because I didn't really know what to think. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I know Brit from Invincible. I knew that it was a thing before. Or during Invincible, that was like its own its own thing, and I'm like, oh, the, a, a guy who looks like Static X, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> he totally <laughs> does. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then, um, and I've totally forgot about him being in Invincible. Um, but the fact that he makes a gigantic beast that he's in the middle of, of people uh-huh. all like just grabbing onto one another.
0: Yeah, and they're all holding onto each other because he's mind controlling them all to do this thing. And they're like, and he's like picking up cars and throwing them. But those people are dying because yes. he's, they're being squeezed up against a fucking By car and body
1: parts are flying all over the place. It is a bad ass panel, dude. And like, and, and like, it's taking steps, and with each step, like, it's more of those people, people. die. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was very and brutal. And just so, doesn't
0: Yeah, he Brit uh climbs up these people and knocks mastermind unconscious and then just all the bodies just fall and crush each other. Yeah. It was brutal, disgusting. One of, one of and the only crazy. times
1: One of the only times that Brit does not end a fight naked. That's true. Cuz most true. most of them he ends naked mm-hmm. because of his indestructibleness and exposes <laughs> the skin. just kid. Um, here's something cool that mm-hmm. you point out as well. These guys... So, so yeah, we're
0: talking about Erickson and Rogers. So, go ahead, Bill.
1: Yeah, so Erickson and Rogers, they're, they're two guys in this government agency that, that Britt works for. They
0: actually work for the Pentagon. Under right? Oh, Cecil. yeah, he and
1: Cecil, yeah. Um, so they're they are trying to find countermeasures for these heroes, villains, and stuff like that to, through pretty brutal ways. Like, this guy reminds me a lot of... um Rogers. What's his name? D.A. Sinclair, with like his, just the tools that he's using and like just the, the brutalness of, of trying invasive. to get. Yeah, very, very invasive. Like they, they don't have any kind of moral compass. They're basically dissecting
0: them. Yeah. And it was cool seeing these two guys because these are the two guys from Invincible Presents Adam Eve and Rex Blode. Because Erickson was the one that actually hired Dr. Elias Brandyworth. Hold on, I got it right here Elias Brandyworth um who uh w- who was the scientist that created adam eve mm-hmm. and so erickson like, was erickson was the guy that, the essentially guy. yeah it was essentially the guy that created adam eve like through the doctor mm-hmm. uh, brandyworth so that might be insight into what they were trying to do they're trying to come up with a super soldier like what they're trying to do here like create they, they talk about it they yeah. talk about it. he he hey, i mean
1: the one guy who's not erickson uh Rogers. Rogers, so he's they sound he's like the a law who, firm, doesn't it? Who, yeah, Erickson no, and right. Rogers. Erickson and Rogers will def- will will be super invasive in your <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyways, um
0: what? Was I saying? Um Erickson and Rogers Erickson was the one that actually hired or Bradyworth to create Eve. And they that's kind of what they were doing. They were trying to create a... you know, a counterpart, like you were saying, to supervillains. Like, so Eve could have been just like what they're trying to do with Mastermind here. They're being evasive and trying to um, dissect.
1: By any means necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, and, and he gets into it with Brit, and he even says, like, why am I bothered doing this when we already have... Like he talks about why are we trying to to dissect this guy to fi- figure out his powers when we already have we
0: have Brett. we can use him
1: well no but he talks about why would we want to why would we want to copy his powers to mind control when we already have the ability to stop his mind control by oh, putting this earpiece yeah. piece in you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then and then he looks at Britt he's like Britt let me just have some of your blood like let mm-hmm. me you know what I mean all that stuff so then he goes Britt goes to the ladies room
0: oh is that what it was called yeah, yeah the ladies room like as in a bathroom that's, oh he owns it so he owns it oh yeah, 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 he yeah. Owns Brit it, so. owns a strip club this like within the first like six pages of this I viewed Brit in a completely different light like this was a completely different Brit than you know what we knew um, well, he's very
1: heroic uh, in oh yeah like all the time like very professional
0: mm-hmm. and uh, before we get into you know what happened next uh, because we're thinking about it, the first appearance of Brit I looked it up Actually, was in issue 27, um, the first appearance of Brit in Invincible. So, it wasn't until 27 issues later that Brit actually made an appearance in Invincible. Which and it was, was what? W- it was when they were fighting Omnipotus. Like, it was that, that Earth-conquering oh, kind of guy. The skull and, face dude? Yeah, and okay. it showed, like, Tech Jacket and everybody charging after him. And that was the first time we actually saw him. Uh, the first chronological appearance that we know, as far back as we can remember, that we know of Brit, was when he saved C- Cecil. Um, when he got the scarring in the back, the secret origins of Cecil Stedman um, in the back of issue 50, which mm. we talked about on the New Reader episode. Um, yeah, because it was in the volume, wasn't it? It was in yep. the... It was in yep, the, yeah. it's right after issue 50. Um, so yeah, talking about... He owns a strip club, and he you know, walks in. I think he lives above it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his girlfriend walks in, Jessica. Who is a stripper. Who is a stripper. And who is hot, uh-huh. I would say. And again, like this is... Not where I was expecting this, they keep surprising you with this volume. So he's, you know, in love with his stripper girlfriend, and we get a sex scene. Which the sound effects was Springa, 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 Springa. And then she wants to talk about meeting Meeting, his parents,
1: meeting her parents, yeah, meeting her parents, which is hilarious considering the age difference. Because Brit, how old is Brit? 50, 50
0: something? Oh, I don't know. I think he ages normally, right? I don't know. I would assume I so. I mean, we don't have any indication that he doesn't age. Mm-mm. I mean, in The Secret Origin of Cecil, it starts with Brit, you know, charging in, and he looks a little bit younger than this, so I think he is, you know, he, he's probably in Not, his... You know... He's probably in his 70s. I don't think there is enough known
1: about Brit. It's all very ambiguous. Yeah.
0: Like, especially, like, how he got his powers and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, you know, at the Pentagon, the scientists open up a portal... And this monster comes out, Brit defeats it, um, by, like, basically climbing inside of it and just, like, you know, tearing it up inside and then walking out.
1: With its own, with its own, like, tooth or something like that. So, again, no indication of him having any kind of super strength, but he, he slices open its stomach with its own tooth, Mm -hmm. crawls inside, and then it, and then it falls over dead.
0: Yeah. Um, but after he wipes his face, um... Donald <gasps> actually sees some blood coming out of his nose. And Britt's like, oh, it's not mine. But it's like, uh...
1: Oh. His face is definitely like... He's even looking at it like, huh? He's oh. a little
0: concerned, but not quite. He's just unsure.
1: This is actually where we find out pretty much everything there is to know about Donald. Yeah. Who we know as... We the, just knew him. android. At, yeah,
0: as an android right. who who's like a right-hand man to Cecil. We didn't know anything other than that.
1: Right, and he's actually closer with brit mm-hmm. than he is with cecil yeah like he has more what's the word i'm looking for um loyal not loyal loyalty yeah right to brit because he knew that he yeah. well that's a. Towards it almost seems
0: like yeah it almost seems like donald and brit were like war buddies like fighting mm-hmm. buddies like friends whereas i mean they both work for the same boss right so it's just as we know him mm-hmm.
1: right so donald and this conversation here he's actually another crossover isn't he talking
0: to yeah he has to like have an appointment with professor winslow or he's going into an appointment with professor or um sorry principal winslow from reginald val johnson high school which is where mark goes to high school so there's a direct tie in. this is the principal you know this is mark's principal and is he here for his son yes yeah because, but it's not talked because about. donald's son no it's never talked about invincible that donald's son attends mark's high school just another small world kind of you know, thing in a, a way that Kirkman wanted to tie it together. Around the
1: same time that that Marcos' high yeah. school, right? Because mm-hmm. this takes place. Yep. Like uh, congruent to that, here's a nice shot
0: of Jessica's ass. Mm-hmm. So then we actually find out that Rogers kind of gets permission to dissect bread or something.
1: From Erickson. Yeah. Because he saw, he was like he bled. Yeah, like this is this is and the next step. But they
0: like, yeah, now the time to do it. You know, mm-hmm. they want to. And I think he,
1: uh, Erickson was talking to no. Don... We'll bring him in for this final mission, then we'll take him into custody. So they kind of told him. They, as an Erickson and Rogers, told Donald the android their plan. Mm-hmm. To send Britt in to. Yeah, so ultimately
0: Donald knows that this is, you know, this is going down. Right. And Donald doesn't look happy with it. Right. So we get this scene of um, <laughs> Britt meeting the parents.
1: And Britt is substantially older than Jessica's dad, uh-huh. which is hilarious because he's trying to be very like the new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a comedic scene because he's he's even talking like uh Jessica's father thinks that she's in law school or is a lawyer. Oh yeah. And, and he's then, like and laughing. And just like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's a stripper, dude. Like yeah. and then he like her her dad flips out. So really Kirkman at his best. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think he does like family confrontations and like that type of comedy really, really well.
0: Mm-hmm. So the dinner gets interrupted by uh an agent showing up and, you know, calling Britt away because there's, you know, some danger and um, they strap a nuke to Britt's chest, and they're gonna drop him in to this war zone where you know there's a super villain you know terrorizing it up. And we don't get really much information about this guy. We just know that he's a Chinese super soldier. And they just drop Britt in, and no he just, parachute. No, no, no. He just falls and nukes the entire place. And uh, and then it just you know awesome shot of just again Britt sitting there naked you know, waiting um, in just the rubble. And then he just gets attacked by this Chinese super soldier who apparently is able to survive it.
1: The the nuclear blast? Yeah. Which I think is is Britt's, like, main power or attribute because they do this a lot where they, like, strap a bomb to him. This isn't yeah. the first time. they. I mean, within this book alone, mm-hmm.
0: I think that they do it, like, three times. Mm-hmm. I love this fight, by the way, because this Chinese super soldier who's just, like, Crazy. He's just obviously very powerful. We've get, we get, like, two full pages of just sound effects of him punching Brit, just beating over and over and shit. beating him. And then we see, like, this super soldier, his bones are sticking out of his elbows because he's been punching Brit forever. It just seems like nonstop, just constantly punching him. And Brit just kind of, like, brushes his the, the super soldier's blood off of him.
1: Like, yeah, like, he's he's huffing and puffing and, like, speaking in in in, in Japanese or Chinese or whatever it is. So then Britt says, and this is funny, guess you finally used up all your energy, huh? Oh, give it up, because he's trying to attack me. He's like, that's better. This will just take a second. And he, like, just very calmly snaps the dude's mm-hmm. neck.
0: So this guy must have been similar to, like, Powerplex, where he kind of stored energy to become more powerful, which is how he survived the nuclear blast. And then continued to use up all the re- his remaining energy, punching Britt. It could be
1: or he could have just been like he could just be getting tired like yeah. who knows you know what I mean you don't really that know what strong. his power is but he does have like metal like on his arms and on his elbows and stuff like that so who knows what kind of hmm. uh what kind of powers he has so then Rogers flies in on a chopper mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: and they pick him up and they like i like this cuz brit just kind of he can tell because like rogers is like smiling and he looks really like like brit knows he's up to something and he gets the hit he knows that you know that they must be thinking what they're thinking because of the blood that you know they saw and um he punches erickson and takes off running he escapes um and he goes to the ladies room and gets jessica basically tells her to pack a bag. Um, Gives the keys to the to the strip club to his his custodian car- or, dude, yeah yeah um oh yeah, one of the employees or something, and um we find out that like uh the this book, the first book of Brit ends with um you know we find out that basically Donald helped, right, or Donald's helping like cover his tracks or uh
1: he said thanks for the tip essentially yeah. so so Donald knew. Yeah. Obviously he knew but he also again the 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 whole loyalty thing like he obviously has more loyalty to Brit than he does to Rogers or Erickson. So it ends with him essentially leaving mm-hmm. and going into hiding. Yep. So book 2 starts with with Donald going into some tiny going up to some tiny cabin in the winter.
0: Which that cabin in the winter looks exactly like the cabin that Immortal was hiding out in when he retired and duplicate appeared. And was like, when it was her zero, like her, the one that she hides away. That shit
1: gets destroyed, though, in here, doesn't it? That cabin? The only thing that survives is the basement that's I there. I think
0: you're right. Oh, man, I wish it didn't, because I was going to say, that would have been great, because it, then it would have seemed like, oh, you're right. Oh, it's destroyed. It is, that, yeah. yeah, it's destroyed. It would have seemed like Britt, like, loaned him the cabin for the retirement. Yeah,
1: but I mean, a cabin in the woods in the snow is, I mean, how, no, how can you draw that? But very, that's what I thought of. Yeah. No, that is pretty funny. Um, but, I mean, long story short, so, uh, Jess, Jessica's pregnant, so mm-hmm. this is essentially nine months later, um, Erickson and Rogers come, and they with, show like, up,
0: like, Erickson shows up with a gun bigger than himself on a tank, you know, Rogers is in a spider-looking tank, looking tank. yeah, you know, it's flanked by helicopters and other, you know, flying yeah. jets, and, 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 and
1: I mean, cue the cool action scene, it's, it's pretty cool, I mean, it's, it's Brit- expected all of it and he was just kind of get waiting prepared. for him to come and you know the funniest part is donald and jess sitting in the basement and like it shudders a little bit donald says did you feel that and then she just says no and then he just kind of looks around all nervously and she's like, so i, I mean she's just drink? calm like she knows nothing's gonna happen to him yeah um but Britt kills
0: erickson and rogers within the, within the first few pages of the second book, i mean it's a crazy fight scene um yeah. But it was just cool that, like, these are characters that I had known for a while from Invincible Presents Adam. And now you know what book. their fate is. And now, yeah, they because they just disappeared in that book, and now they're dead. Like, this is... I, I find out what happened to them. It does make sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, I
1: mean, why do you never think about that? Because there's so many characters thrown at you at, yeah. at any given point that you just kind of, like, forget about them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But Kirkman doesn't, which is crazy to think about, because imagine all the story threads... That he has going on in Invincible yeah. with all the characters, plus like something like this mm-hmm. that has its own set, because this is its own standalone thing. Like it yep. it you know periodically connects to to Invincible. Mm-hmm. Um so what does Donald do? I mean, he just Yeah,
0: he I mean uh Britt decides to work for the government again, you know? Uh that you know Donald says, "Hey, you want your old job back?" And Britt's like, "Yeah, you know why not?" Working for Donald. Yeah, and then right. there's a then there's a tease of some rumbling beneath the snow caused by all that explosions and fighting that. Oh happened. yeah,
1: there was like a huge, huge. Yeah. I guess you'd call it another nuclear explosion.
0: Yeah, that Brit hit. Yeah. You know, um, but then we get the first ever appearance of Cecil, um, because this uh, this came out before the appearance of Cecil in. Um, Invincible. Invincible. So Kirkman actually introduced, and I think I read this somewhere, but he wanted to introduce Cecil um, through Brit and kind of work him in and, you know, give him a little bit of backstory before being introduced into Invincible. Or or was it that, you know, maybe he had this cool government character and needed something like that for Invincible, you know?
1: Interesting. um, To go back to the, I think it was a new reader episode because it actually opens before it shows... Cecil, it shows the Pentagon. Yeah, and it says the, with the parking, parking in, rear. in the rear. Yeah, so clearly parking in rear. This was not because I, I think it was Liz who who was wondering if it was like maybe Otley's idea to do that as a joke or if it was. Oh yeah, yeah, But I mean, so it's, it has to
0: be Kirkman then. It, it would have to it's be parking in rear, right? Um, and so uh, this is one of the few times we actually see Cecil smoking an old-fashioned pipe, and the reason I bring this up is because the only other time we see Cecil smoking an old-fashioned pipe is in invincible presents rex bloat and adam eve because one of rex's uh rex's final job when working for uh, the government as a hitman was he was sent to kill you know high value targets he was sent to kill cecil uh-huh. and cecil you know sitting at his desk with a pipe opens a briefcase and it's a note instead of a bomb or whatever from rex that says like you owe me one or something like that um and uh, and he was smoking a pipe in that scene. So it just, chronologically, Kirkman, and those came out years apart, Kirkman knew that at one point Cecil smoked an old-fashioned pipe and then stopped.
1: Ridiculous. Do you, do you think he has a, just a gigantic blackboard... <laughs> with has, strings with and strings? notes and everything, he's everywhere. got to. How the fuck does he remember all this shit? I don't. He has I don't, help. He dude, has help. I like read... Sean
0: McQuoid is a huge uh, help when it comes to like knowing characters and how they all tie together and everything like that. That's his job. I, he's the editor. He he edits all the books. He does more than an Invisible It. Oh image wow! Skybound. What a, what a, what? A... tedious job I think that's fun I love that kind of stuff obviously yeah but you'd have to you would be really good at it because you know
1: the details but like the pipe thing you know what I mean but
0: so uh, we also find out in that scene that Donald is replacing Erickson now that Erickson is dead so this is that was Donald becoming the right hand man as we know him in Invincible Um, we get a scene with uh, Donald at the high school meeting with um, you know Principal uh, um winslow and this is the first time we actually catch another weird little thing that i caught this is the first time we've ever caught a location invincible, for the invincible universe for invincible oh, as the school itself for mark's mark's high school is in baltimore are we sure that's not in the comic book i've never seen it before ever and it it's pretty ambiguous and so we've never gotten a location and you know, not even a vague location of where Invincible takes place. Like, where his house is. Where does Invincible live? Where's the burger mark? Baltimore. This is our answer. So, if you ever wondered, that's it. Um, is there... Is there... Where's Kirkman from? Isn't he from Atlanta? Um, Georgia? Kentucky. I
1: thought he had, Is it Kentucky? It is Kentucky. Because things always say, backwards, Kentucky. Right. So. Um, is, now, is this another character tie-in from Invincible? This... Son guy? This kid?
0: Not yet. Not yet. But it became a tie-in. So what we're talking about now is Britt's ex-wife. Susan. Um, Susan. Um, she has a husband who apparently she either left Britt for or, you know, moved on and married him after Britt or whatever. She has
1: powers, though. She has powers. Yeah. It looks
0: like she's kind of like Lady Deathstrike kind of thing where her fingers just gl- grow into claws. And her husband has the ab- the power to multiply and to just kind of like break down into smaller versions of himself.
1: Oh yeah. He's not shrinking. No, he's not shrinking. He He just, he duplicates like, or he breaks apart into smaller versions of himself that would then form divide. Yeah. He just divides himself. He divides himself. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of the word.
0: Um, and he's, he's fighting like Brit shows up and her husband, Roger starts attacking him and they get into this fight and Britt bites his head off, and apparently, what you do to one, like, if you kill one of them, he dies. So he bites the head off of Roger, and all of the smaller little Rogers fall dead. And Susan's left there with the bodies of well, her well okay.
1: So the whole reason why Britt was here in the first place was because what they were trying to do to revive their son. Okay, yeah. So would would destroy the like the. Oh, the Earth core. Remember, they were... Okay, so they were using the Earth's... The the core of the Earth's energy to revive their son, who looks like Sunspot. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. He looks like Sunspot. Like He looks like molten lava. And then Brick goes there to convince him to not do that. And they won't stop. And they won't stop.
0: Yeah, this is their son. This isn't Brit's son. This is...
1: Their son. Yeah, Susan yeah.
0: and Roger's son. Um, Which, after that
1: whole escapade, finally...
0: Yeah, this all the rumbling,
1: you see, it's like a giant, like tower sized Yeti. Yeti that yeah. speaks perfectly good English.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was sleeping so well. I picture him with like a British accent. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, nice. very
1: old or very old English or something. Like um Ian McKellen or whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Very, very well spoken. Uh so this giant awakes and just starts going on a rampage. Um, Britt gets sent in to stop the giant, as he does. Um, with what attached to him? With another bomb attached a to him. A jet
1: pack. That is a bomb. Oh, that is a
0: bomb. It has a little... It has the nuclear symbol on it again. Nuclear, yeah. Um, so there's this cool scene with the when he's fighting the giant that Britt actually runs into a parking garage. The giant, Yeti, is standing atop of the parking garage, and he turns around and gets a car, a, a car in the eye. So Britt drove a car off the top of the parking garage... Into the giant's eye. Oh, he did. And then he flew through the windshield. Yeah, he just uses himself to, like... Propel yeah, objects. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he's like, nothing will happen to me. That'll be all right.
0: Yep. He, put, he climbs onto him and punches him in the eye. and um, A really cool fight scene. Um, rides a motorcycle into him, like... Oh,
1: so that weapon that he has on his back is, like, a gun that shoots...
0: Again! Look yeah. at this! He has a gun that's kind of harnessed... By his back. Yeah. Similar to how in Invincible God, it's 130. God, like it's like he knew yeah. that I was going to be like, how would he be able to hold that gun? Oh, okay. It's Man. like harnessed. So, and then we see uh, Donald, who is in a um, uh, a chopper, uh, actually gets blown up. Oh. Flies into. No. The the Yeti actually throws a, a train car at Donald's helicopter and blows him up. Um
1: Oh, up until this point, you didn't know that he was an android.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had no idea. Yeah. And I wonder if Kirkman did either. I'm sure he did, obviously, but I mean, it's just cool that they, you know, we had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Britt uses that giant gun atop the, uh, uh, to the top of the Yeti, and all that remains
1: <laughs> legs. are just the
0: stumps of his legs. Um, and then, out of the wreckage, uh, Donald comes walking out, half robot, and, uh, yeah, Britt's like, "Donald, you're you're an android?" And he's like, "Huh. So I am." Um up to this point, it's been t- you know mentioned that Donald is having relationship issues with his wife. Um and that comes into play with this whole thing. But the book ends pretty much right there with um uh Jessica giving birth to her son. That's book 2 ending? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We're going through these pretty quick. Um Oh, yeah,
1: that is yeah. And uh so okay, so when you first read Brit or saw the title mm-hmm. and saw it was Brit, what did you think of? Why? Why was it called Brit? What was his, Why was his name Brit?
0: I I never questioned it. I just thought it was just Brit.
1: Did you think that, like, because I, I always thought, like, England, you know what I mean? Or, like, oh, he's, really? he's English. Oh, or he's, like, like, he's like a British. Brit. Yeah, he's, like, a Brit, you know what I mean? Really?
0: I, didn't, I never made that connection.
1: That's what I always thought. Really? And finally, I got clarity mm-hmm.
0: because, uh, did you know that his name was Brittany? I did not know his name was Britney. I just thought it was just Brit. So, because this is his son. Mm-hmm. So he gives birth, or Jessica gives birth, uh, and they decide to name him after his father, Brittany. Right. And Donald. Who Donald says, oh, I didn't know that was a... Also a, a, a men's name.
1: And then <laughs> Brit says, my parents didn't seem to think so, and that's when you're like, oh, it's, his name is Brittany. Mm-hmm. Not Brit, he's not English. Um, so this is the son that he puts into the rocket boot to shoot through a robot, through
0: a robot, with right. robots attacking.
1: Which in that he was probably a, he was a toddler. He mm-hmm. was like one or t- two, two. Yeah. He was probably two mm-hmm. years old.
0: Well, we're also we're still reading Invincible, or sorry, Brit Volume One. We still have Brit Volume Two and Brit Volume Three, oh, which I'm sure more. we're going to find out more about his family.
1: Yeah, which I'm excited to see more Invincible tie-ins too, because there's got to be more. I know conquest, if there's this much in this, like oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Well, so, when, did, when did Invincible Volume Three
0: come out? Invincible. I'm sorry, uh,
1: Brit Volume Three.
0: Brit Volume Three. Um, the issues that is in Brit Volume one, um, Two and Brit Volume Three go from August 27th because by then they picked up a weekly. I'm sorry, like a monthly schedule because just Brit Volume One has the three books. Brit Brit Volume Two and Brit Volume Three are monthly issues which go from issue one to twelve, and that ranges from August 2007 to January 2009.
1: 2009. Yeah. So what was happening in Invincible in
0: 2009? That is a great question. And we're going to talk about it when we do Brit Volume 1, or oh, yeah, Brit I Volume guess, 2 and Brit Volume I guess, 3. Yeah, I guess we'll know. Because I don't really know off the top of my head. Did you read these yet? No. No? I wanted so to read, because like I didn't want the, to go yeah. into this. Like, yeah, so we're gonna. I've been waiting to read, to read Brit Volume 2 and 3. Okay, so let's uh, wrap this up with Book 3. Um, I failed to mention at the top of uh, Book 2 that it was called Cold Death. Kind of a cool name, the whole Yeti thing. Book, th- uh, book two? Yeah, I'm was? sorry, book two okay. is called Cold Death. Book three, the one that we're about to talk about right now, is called Red, White, Black, and Blue. So book three actually starts off with Donald talking to his wife. And at this point, we find out, you know, we get clarity in their relationship because he explains that how he didn't have emotions as, you know, as an android. and He didn't know he was an android. Um So that's why he was being so distant towards the end of their relationship. And he blasts through the window and what he later tells Britt, it was a, what was it? A cool... James Bond moment. A cool James Bond moment.
1: This is kind of nice. So like they actually make up and Mm -hmm. Donald. So what is left of Donald? Just part of his brain?
0: Yeah, I think they just said it was part of his brain. So um, we get to see the villains of this book, which is some French guy and some purple guy, which is what I'm going to call them because they don't actually give them names. Um, and they plan to rule the world or, you know, the alien wants to take over the world and he'll give the French guy the White House in return. So that's what he gets out of it. Um, Donald and um, Brit show up uh, to uh, see Susan um, because they're actually launching Kid Fusion, which is Susan's son, into the sun. Wow. Susan Fusion, son, son. That was wait. How,
1: well, so where does he have this name from? Kid
0: Fusion? Kid Fusion? I don't know. They just call him that at they some point. They call him that in this? Yeah. I can't find it right now, but okay. um, that's the son that they were trying to save in the previous book. By blasting him into the sun. Yeah, no, by blasting him into the earth or something. So by using the earth's core, remember? Gonna,
1: yeah, so they're gonna blast her son into the sun. Into the sun. Yes. Got it.
0: Um, Britt makes up with Susan. They're kind of on good terms. Jessica gets jealous when she sees them, you know, talking and such. Um, then we actually get uh, we find out that Donald gets promoted, which explains why he's in that position in Invincible. Um uh actually no, that's sorry, that's when Donald, you know, Cecil gives Donald some time off. He already promoted him. He actually gives him some time off. So this alien invasion happens. It's attacking all over the world. It's attacking um, Britt in the mansion at Jessica's house. Um it's attacking Donald at his house while his son is playing video games and his son looks strangely exactly like Donald.
1: Exactly, like him down to the weird glasses and the skinny neck.
0: Yep, Uh, It was successful launching uh, Kid Fusion into the sun because Susan's sitting there waiting for word from the government on whether or not it worked. But in the meantime, we see the alien invasion uh, attacking all ends of the the, the world. Um, And, uh, you know, we get to see some really cool stuff here. This is actually when we see all characters from, you know, various uh, comic books make an appearance. We Savage get to see, Dragon? Yeah, Savage Dragon, uh, Super Patriot, uh, The Capes Incorporated, which I love in The Capes Incorporate, Co- Incorporated. Um, uh, we haven't read it yet, but one of the characters uh, is looking at his watch as in like, you know, I, I better be getting paid for this, uh, you know, because you know, they're like nine to five superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, instantly Susan, out of nowhere, gets shot. And her head explodes, um, that gruesomely. That looks really, really good. Yeah, it's crazy looking. Donald gets attacked, and um, do uh, do these purple aliens look familiar, Bill? They didn't they show up at some point? Yeah. In Invincible. Yes, in Invincible issue sixteen, um, and it shows Invincible and Monster Girl and Rex and Robot fighting in Brit. But that scene actually happens in Invincible sixteen, which came out the same month. As this, you know, Brit book That's impeccable three. timing. It is. Because this is a
1: book yes. of Invincible, and then these are monthly
0: comics. A book of Brit, and these are monthly right. issues, yeah. Um, and in that issue, we just, you know, Angstrom Levy comes into this dimension from getting one of his doppelgangers, and the invasion is going on. And it's from Invincible's perspective and the Guardian's perspective, and uh, somebody flies across the sky, and all of a sudden all the aliens retreat, and it's like they don't know how to explain it. They just say, huh. It's done, and we didn't beat them. Has that ever Someone happened else before? Did, yeah. yeah, somebody else did. Um, and later, we see Donald being bandaged up, and we don't know why. Well, it's because he just got shot in, in during this war, which we see in you know Brit. Um, so what that was was Kid Fusion came back. Well, they see they see Eve even points out this flying object through the sky that looks like a
1: person. Mm-hmm.
0: And in in Brit, you know, confusion is shown in like three awesome you know full page spreads. Uh, taking out all the alien UFOs and destroying them and you know, basically ending this invasion. Um, meanwhile, the French guy is residing in the White House, and Cecil shows up and strangles him to death, um, which is a really crazy, brutal scene for uh, Cecil. Uh, then we get a scene of uh, Kid Fusion coming back, and he's basically blaming um, Britt for... Letting
1: his mom die. Yeah. He said you were there. You let her die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And what's cool? The art's cool here. I think it, it like we get a better idea of like his powers mm-hmm. and why and how he needs. Uh, so, he needs energy to survive, mm-hmm. but he can survive indefinitely unless he uses his energy. Yeah, which it looks is like he has a limited
0: amount right. of right, and
1: he just slowly turns like. Because he he looks like what is it sunspot or I think so something like that. from from x-men isn't it Mm -hmm. or yeah he's
0: brightly colored except for a couple black spots and then as
1: he's using his energy he's slowly turning black until he just looks like a shadow of a person and then just crumbles yeah so he's
0: attacking brit yeah brit's
1: holding his arm and nothing's happening to brit he's naked again Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. course because his skin isn't instructable and just crumbles into nothing
0: Yep. and then brit feels incredibly responsible for this and decides to quit so he just gives up and decides to quit and walk away. And that's how book three actually ends. Um, but there is a little epilogue at the end of it, and it's Donald showing up at the house, uh, at the mansion, Jessica's you know family mansion. Um, and she says that he's down in the basement, um, and Britt is down there, and he is just completely disheveled. He's grown a full beard. He's There's trash everywhere, and he just looks like a mess. Um, and it's weird. One of the first things that Donald says to Britt is, amber's worried about you i'm worried about you we all are who's amber now i i've read through this you know pretty closely and i don't know anybody named amber i think this is a typo because what is it uh brit's girlfriend or wife now is jessica, jessica. his ex-wife was susan obviously she's dead she wouldn't be worried and, about him um, donald's
1: Donald, wife is beatrice
0: beatrice there's nobody in this name named Amber, and since this came was you know coming out around the same time as Amber was a major character in Invincible, I think it might have been a typo from that or something, but if you and know Kirkman? something, yeah, it would have to be because he, yeah he writes it, yeah, so he might have just slipped um and then there's another weird panel where they use the same art from of Brit, you know not like a direct side to side like they sometimes do, like which you know to show pause or whatever. Um, but this is several panels later. They show the same side profile. It just looked a little odd at I first. I mean, maybe...
1: Br- no, because, yeah, because there's even conversation H-head. in between those two things, yeah. and then it, they just recycle the yeah. same panel, but, which is super
0: weird. But, yeah, Donald's trying to get him to come back and, you know, come out of hiding. and Not hiding, but just, you know, live again. And he's saying that there's a new director, Director Slitter, who's in charge. And, um, you know, which we'll probably find out more about in Volume 2. And it, you know, it ends with Britt saying you know, leave me the fuck alone. And that's it. That's it. That's where we find uh, find ourselves at the end of Brit Volume 1. Um, did you like it? Did you like Brit Volume 1? You know, I think that it, it started really strong.
1: Like, it had my interest, like, with uh, uh, Mastermind mm-hmm. using those oh, people. Oh, yeah. Because it was such a creative way to, like, show mind control. And I'm like, oh, this is yeah. really fucking cool. And But then, I, I don't know. Like, I like Brit. Mm-hmm. And I like his attitude. Like, he's indestructible. Like, he kind of reminds me of Alan's you know, mm-hmm. carefree kind of n- anything's gonna nothing's right. gonna happen to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be fine. Um, but overall, I don't know. It it felt because you read the Adam and Eve mm-hmm. and uh, all that other stuff, and those just kind of felt very dialogue heavy
0: and, yeah. and not really like I think there were definitely times like that. Yeah. yeah. Um but overall i th- i thought it was really really good i was uh, thoroughly surprised like you said the very from the beginning it was like oh wow then it had a little bit of a dip with the mm-hmm. the yeti and stuff like that and a lot of donald's relationship stuff um but then towards the end again tying it into invincible 16 was like awesome so that was a- another high point for me so i thought it started strong ended strong um i don't like that the major villains in the third book don't even have names and it's very subtle things like it seems like there were some things that I wanted more information that I didn't get. Mm-hmm. I didn't care too much about Susan and that whole you know thing with Kid Fusion and all that. I didn't care too much about that, um, but overall, I really liked it. I'm excited to read Volume Two.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Like it, it didn't seem like they were fleshed out, but I just think that that's the the format
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the book. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it, yeah. it wasn't like a monthly issue that was like the the it's super just long a villain. arc. We it's don't just need like, to know yeah, anything about him. It's just the villain. Just the villain that Brits like going to take out, but I am eager to read the next stuff mm-hmm. solely because I want to see how well it connects to Invincible and all those little subtle
0: Yeah. And what's funny is I feel like of any of them, this one wouldn't have connected much at all. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, volume 2 and 3 should connect more with Invincible. So we're gonna leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Um, if you have any thoughts or you know, wanna uh, you know tell us what you think of the show or you know tell us what you're excited for us to cover next in the next tie-in or spin-off or whatever, um, you can write to us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, and I think that does it for us. Uh, thanks for listening, though, Bill. Thanks for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. And we're out. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast. No? No.